You're listening to the Unheld in News and Review and Pharisee Watch brought to you by We Hold These Truths. Each week we look into the events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Just as in Jesus' day, Pharisees still walk the earth. Among them today are the celebrity Christians who support wars in the Middle East to protect Israel. In our Pharisee Watch portion of the program, we feature stories about the unchristlike acts of these modern-day Pharisees. Our programs are led by Charles E. Carlson, the founder of We Hold These Truths, and author and editor of the Pharisee Watch, and unheralded news features on our website, whtt.org. Joining Chuck are four other founders of We Hold These Truths. Travis Steele is the owner of Steele Engineering. Mark Horton is the president of Ultra Clean Corporation. Chuck McCollum is the owner of Oakshade Development. And Tom Compton is a retired sales engineer and your announcer. Our reader is We Hold These Truths faithful volunteer and dramatist Leslie Ford. Welcome to our podcast. In today's podcast for Unheralded News and Pharisee Watch, we've got a real interesting program. This is about Waled Shubat. This is a very interesting piece. It's amazing. We want to talk about it uh, after Leslie reads it for us. Leslie, why don't you go ahead and read the story? Waled Shubat, Church Propagandist for Evangelical Zionism, Homeland Security Anti-Terrorist Trainer by Charles E. Carlson, July 20th, 2011. Anderson Cooper on CNN News show, Anderson Cooper 360 Degrees, exposed a former Palestinian schoolboy named Walid Shubat, who has become a manufactured, quote, terror expert, unquote, promoting anti-Islamist hysteria among federal law enforcement officers and an evangelical Christian Zionist churches. The CNN piece focused on unraveling Shubat's claimed history as a, quote, terrorist, unquote, into a pile of yarn showing it consistent of not even half-truths. It also reveals how much money Shubat is being paid by U.S. taxpayers to train federal police and American Christian Zionists. CNN stopped short of saying what will be tough to prove that Shubat is a de facto Israeli agent operating in the USA. Furthermore, it is likely he was recruited here because it appears that Israel never heard of him when he lived with his family in Beit Lahor near Bethlehem, where he claims to have been a, quote, terrorist, unquote, trying to kill Jews. Shubat's written response, I confess to Anderson Cooper's telling expose was immediately spread far and wide by World Net Daily and other news sources in sympathy with Israel and Christian Zionists. Why is Shubat so well paid? Here is an example of what he says to earn his money. CNN News researcher Drew Griffin recorded Shubat's lecture to law enforcement and first respondent personnel in South Dakota. Griffin's remarks included, quote, Shubat's message to the law enforcement agencies, churches, and universities that pay him to speak is to trust no Muslims, especially the ones that organize, 
All Islamic organizations in America should be the number one enemy, all of them, unquote, he said at the South Dakota conference, unquote. Shubat has a handler, but we cannot see him. His written rebuttal to CNN is revealing in that it is far more professional than he is capable of himself. He was stumbling, shamefaced, and sometimes belligerent in a CNN interview with Drew Griffin. He could not even recall the names of his board of directors, and he had no explanation for why his alleged crimes and arrest time in Israel were unknown there. Shubat's written rebuttal is brilliant in its ability to avoid questions while scoffing at the CNN documentary and could only have been done by a PR pro who realized that a lie still has value so long as some will believe it. Shubat cries, poor me, a persecuted philanthropist giving money to save Christians who he says are being murdered by Muslims. He makes no mention of his largesse from the Department of Homeland Security. Too bad we cannot uncover his agent and his writer. I would guess from their style that both are Israelis. CNN's Anderson Cooper proved beyond a reasonable doubt that Shubat is 100% fraud. He revealed that Shubat is not a former Palestinian terrorist turned Christian, as he is paid to say, nor did he at age 15 bomb a bank in Bethlehem, nor did he capture and attempt to lynch Israeli soldiers, which he claims as the basis for his expertise in terrorism. Neither is there any record of his ever having been arrested and imprisoned by the Israelis. Shubat probably did not belong to the PLO or any other organization, and it is doubtful that he has ever been a serious Muslim, having been raised in a nominally Islamic business family under the tutorage of an American non-Muslim mother who left his businessman father and took young Wallet with her back to the United States when he was no more than 16 years old. CNN went all the way to Israel to check out the story through its news bureau sources in Tel Aviv. There is no Walid Shubat story in Bethlehem, only denials by relatives. The question that's raised is, why does the U.S. Department of Homeland Security pay Walid $5,000 a speech to train law enforcement officers on the danger of Islam? Very likely, the answer is that he is supported by one or another Israeli agency to vilify Islam as a strategy to help keep the United States' war-based economy well-oiled. CNN, being a news competitor, did not mention that Shubat had been exposed by the Jerusalem Post, American journalist Chris Hedges, and by this author, and others as much as three years ago. Homeland Security began using Wallet as a propaganda shill against Islam after he had been thoroughly exposed as an Israeli plant. Homeland Security had to know what Wallet was before they hired him. A Google search would have uncovered documented stories about Wallet Shubat. 
someone in the Department of Homeland Security deliberately used Shubat to lie to its own employees. As a matter of public policy, Americans have been deliberately conditioned to hate and distrust Muslims since at least Christmas 1990, the start of the Gulf War One, when this writer first noticed the new policy of the war on Islam. I can recall when American boys rigged up imaginary fighter planes in trees and old sheds to kill imaginary slanty-eyed Japs and bloodthirsty Jerrys. We and our parents were propagandized to hate the Germans and Japanese, and so almost everyone looked the other way when the latter were interned in prison camps in front of our eyes. Later, a generation and a half of American Cold War soldiers gave up jobs and businesses and trooped in and out of uniform to fight godless communism, an ideology whose biggest foe was its own suppressed people. Today, the infamous neoconservative project for the new American century, 2000 plus, which has clear ties to Israel and Zionism, has officially named Islam as our enemy. Our own government, of which Homeland Security is a cabinet-level branch, uses propagandists to vilify Muslims for the purpose of inciting more wars to help bail out our country. Walid Shubat is a small but clearly exposed cog in this official machinery. The war on Islam is pretty much out in the open. The willing parties to it include the Israeli government operating on Shubat's behalf, creating his image and even manufacturing his history out of straw. Let's demand an end to the influence of Zionism over Homeland Security and everywhere else in our government. Thank you, Leslie. That was a very good article, Chuck. And as we know, we've had experience over two years ago. Walid Shubat was here in Phoenix speaking at a local church. It was not a church-sanctioned event, but they were able to use the whole worship center. And about 600 people attended this. We hold these truths. Our Project Straight Gate was there challenging Walad Shubat and the people that organized this. And as Chuck pointed out, the Jerusalem Post exposed him back in 2008. This was in March of 2008. It's interesting, right away after the expose came out on Anderson Cooper's AC 360 Degrees report on the activities in South Dakota, Shubat, if you look at his website, has had two responses. Chuck mentioned there were one, but there were actually two. The first one was a kind of a satirical, I confess, about, uh, I confess we are sending money to criminals. It is true, they are Pakistani criminals who are hiding from the law, and he goes on and so forth. And then the other one uh, is entitled CNN Smear Campaign, The Missing Facts. And so he's got seven facts here, supposed facts. And lie number two, CNN claimed they had investigated Mr. Shubat and had asked several agencies about Shubat's past. On Anderson Cooper 360, Griffin never released any interviews with any official agency, no interviews with any police, 
officials, government officials, or any recorded calls or any memos, and he goes on here. But the interesting, uh, unless this is done, CNN has no case. We have also learned through unimpeachable sources that care. It's a Muslim association, and he's saying that this care has operative secretly working with CNN in carrying out this political assassination of Mr. Shubat. Uh, it is interesting, of course, they don't mention anything about the, the expose in the Jerusalem Post, which is an Israeli publication. Chuck, comments? It's very difficult to prove that Shubat is actually directly working for or is handled by the Israeli government or Israeli agents. Uh, however, there are a number of these people, and there are so many of them, that it becomes clear that they are organized. They have different names, different faces. They do different things. There's a, another one, Dr. Uh, Zahudi Jasser, who is, has a different sort of an image than Shubat, but he carries out the same message. In this case, he claims to be a Muslim, but he's the only good Muslim in the world, and the rest are all bad. Each one of these people who works, to, uh, delivers mail for the state of Israel has his own little image. And in every case, uh, whenever they get in trouble, someone pops up with these beautifully written press releases that are masterpieces of absolute, uh, well, absolute lies. They claim that they refute everything, and when you read them, they don't, re they don't refute a thing. Shubat actually comes close to confessing when he's confronted, and sometimes he just becomes belligerent and says he won't talk anymore. But we believe that there's plenty of reason to feel that he is being handled by someone very powerful because otherwise how would he worm his way into an organization like the Department of Homeland Security whose sole function is, is to check out people and learn all kinds of things about people that don't want to be, supposedly don't want them to learn about, to be known. And yet Shubat uh, goes around spewing a past which uh, doesn't even come close to existing. It's just not there. He's just manufactured out of thin air. To carry off this kind of a ruse, somebody has to have help. And we're guessing that somebody very close to, if not the state of Israel itself, does that. Uh, the next interesting thing about Chubat is uh, a week after this letter had been published on July 20th, or 10 days uh, at the most, Willie Chubat's name popped up in connection with an extremely important party in world affairs, and uh, this being the Norwegian terrorist bomber, whose name is An Anders Berendt Brevik. And it seems that Willie Chubat was a kind of an idol of Brevik's, and he had been quoting the wonderful words of uh, Waleed Shubat in his doctrine that he was selling, that he gave as sort of his manifesto of um, why he was attacking and killing 100 people in uh, almost 100 people altogether. It was nearly 100 in Norway. So Shubat, the fruit of his labors, the fruit of his work, is is displayed in this murder that was actually carried off by the Norwegian. And the bigger question really, Chuck, is uh, Shubat, who claims to have converted from Islam to Christianity, where is his Christianity? He certainly made wear it on his sleeve, but what he says and causes certainly is counter to what Jesus has taught us, to love our neighbors as ourselves, even to love our enemies. Exactly, Tom. We noticed the same deficiencies in, stu in our studies of Shubat. 
we examined his website for signs of Christianity, and uh, someone coming to his website uh, who didn't know that he was a professing Christian wouldn't learn it from his website. There's nothing on it that really says anything about Jesus Christ or about any Christian principles whatsoever. It's strictly Walid Shubat, political pundit, denouncing Islam in churches and in political meetings. This is not uncommon of Christian Zionists. Other Christian Zionists essentially do the same thing. They avoid all discussions of Christianity, and Shubat really does that in his in his programs. He only gives a very faint lip service and a, and a little bit of testimony about his own Christianity, but he never quotes any Christian stories or any of Jesus' actual works in in going about his his programs. He essentially just denounces Islam and paints them with a brush of terrorism. Well, obviously he's made a pretty good living out of this, getting paid $5,000 to speak, and we don't know where else, but he's spoken at the Air Force Academy, and he's been around the churches. So he's he's got a big circuit, and the Homeland Security Department is helping him broaden out here. It's unconscionable yeah. that we have such sloppy work with an agency that's supposed to protect us. <laughs> it, right. it boggles the mind. But for thinking yeah. people who will accept them at face value, I was talking just recently to a lady at our church where Walid Shubat was speaking and these 600 people, and she basically took him at face value. She had no idea, and I sent her some information. And, of course, you can always go to our website, whdt.org, and there are a number of articles that we've written about Walad Shubat and there are good resources that confirm what CNN has done. Obviously, CNN has got a lot of exposure, so they had to react very quickly and come out with these two pieces on their, on their website so to defend themselves. But like Chuck has said here in his piece, people are, are waking up. And that's excellent. It's very sad to me to say that any Muslim, because he goes to uh, at worst at a mosque, we need to be suspicious of. It it's reminds me of the, the what happened in World War One. The U.S. was brought into that war. We won't go into the details, but there was a big campaign, of course, to vilify the Germans. In fact, the Germans were one of the largest ethnic groups in the United States and went to the point that colleges were stopping having courses on German. And our own Leslie Ford's father was at Harvard Medical School yes, and had a very close friend. This was during World War One, and he was asked to buy on his friend because he was German. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tell a friend about our podcast. And please visit our website, whtt.org. You will find a wealth of information and resources like the latest Pharisee Watch and unheralded news articles. Also, you can order our new video, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Even though this video is copyrighted, we don't mind if you copy it as long as you copy all of it. Then you can educate your friends and acquaintances about the dangers of Christian Zionism. 
Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.